What's up, y'all? I hope you're ready to get active. We're back here with another episode from Lamar and Jay. So sit back, relax, get your snacks, and let's get active. What is up? What is up? Man, I'm excited for this episode. We got a good one. So today, we got a special guest with us, um, my boy Justin. So I met Justin um, in school, man. Justin was my, actually my TA. He was my TA in school, meaning that pretty much he graded all my papers. <laughs> <laughs> and through that, man, we you know developed a really close friendship. Um, we did, we, did, we did a lot of things together. We used to go out together, man, go to, the, go to the bars and stuff and hang out. And, man, just really deeper than that, too, just on an intellectual level, you know. I always, I always tell people that Justin's a goofball, man. He's the center of attention, but honestly, he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Uh, and, yeah. Man, let me, let me tell you something. So it's, it's so <laughs> interesting. It's so, it's so interesting when, when you say uh, – you know, I used to grade all your papers and stuff like that because I remember when I was sitting over there grading and I was in the uh, I was in the office and yeah. I seen a shadow walk by. I said, was that a black person? <laughs> you were there, black person in there. I said, what was that? And so it was my life's mission to get you to join that financial planning program because I, I needed I needed another black. I said, oh, man. And so then, yeah, then we just started talking. And it's so crazy because uh, uh, the professor, uh, Menzies, he, he, he would basically tell me, uh, you know, just like, okay, all you got to do is grade these papers. But I remember one time he talked to me, he said, hey, the reputation is that if they come see you, they get 100. That's not the <laughs> And that's what it was. No comment. And I said, no comment. <laughs> uh, so then I had to start giving people 97s and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love Justin used to say, hey, look, this is wrong with your paper. You can you can keep it like this and keep this grade or go change it right, right down the hall in the computer lab and I'll give you 100. Boy, I used to go to the computer lab so fast. <laughs> yeah, it was, some, it was some good time. But yeah, we, I guess I'm, I'm uh, I didn't mention that we actually met through the financial planning program at AM. Uh, I was in the program for a year before I went to commercial banking, and Justin went through, he finished the program, um, and I'm letting him talk about his experience and uh, where, where he's at now. Lamar? So I met Justin through Jay. I want to say it was at your ring day. Was yeah, it, it was. Yeah. First time I actually met him. So I could say, yes, yeah, since, since knowing him, yeah, he is a very outgoing, uh, center attention type of guy, but he cool. <laughs> so I could say he, he good people. We got him here. He going to put us, on, put us on, some, on some game. So let's get active. I'm with Justin Talk. Let's get active, man. So let me, let me you know, one, one of the things is, is I, I always got to say, people say, you know, what do I do? You know, what? What is it that, um, you know, why, you know, they, they ask me all these questions. You know, a lot of times I tell them I'm a financial advisor, but sometimes I don't feel right. 
All right. Because a financial advisor can mean so many different things to so many different people. Uh, so in all honesty, you know, when it comes to what do I do, it, really it's just helping people make great money decisions so that they can meet their goals and live their best life. And so the way that I got into that particular is, you know, I remember in high school, um, you know, one early morning, Saturday, feeling the, the earth shake. I said, what in the hell is going on? What, what is this? I woke up and I realized that it wasn't an earthquake in, in Texas. That would have been worrisome, right? It wasn't. But something was going on. I had to figure out what it was. Yeah. I walked out and I remember hearing yelling. There was panic. I was like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? It was coming from my parents' room. Mm -hmm. So I took this journey across the house, <laughs> the hallway, <laughs> down the stairs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, honestly, felt like, uh, you know, Lord Croft Tomb Raider, you know, trying to figure <laughs> out, okay, how am I going to get here without this boulder following me and crushing me? Finally got downstairs, and as I was creeping up to, to – uh, to my parents' room, my mom bust through that door, mm -hmm. and she was just like, "Oh my goodness, this is it! Uh, we're we're we, we're gonna lose the house. We're we're gonna lose." And I'm over here sitting over here in high school, looking, listening to them um, to my mom telling me, "We're gonna lose the house. We're gonna be homeless. This is it." And my dad just walking out with this the blankest face ever, just like like he just lost all his soul. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, well, what? What's happening? And, you know, what happened was my mom had a 401k. Mm -hmm. And that 401k took a hit. And she had a slight panic because she didn't have an advisor. She didn't have anybody to say, this is what is going to happen. This is what we're looking at she just had to go through it by herself. So being an immigrant uh, that, that came here from Nigeria, uh, both, my, both my mom and my dad, about 30, 35 years ago, barely understanding the language, barely understanding the culture, not really understanding the money game, how things work. It was shocking. It was a little, it was a little uh, a shock to them. And it would have been shocking for anybody. And, you know, when I tell that, you know, when, when, I, when, I, when I relive that moment, you know, it, it's not that in that moment as I'm standing at the base of the stairs, am I going, and this is where I'm going to be a financial advisor. That's not what happened. It's a moment that you, that you will never forget. You never forget that feeling, the, the heart dropping in the stomach. So when I was uh, in going to Texas A&M and I, uh, I was in my econ class, Miss Webb was the professor, and she came up to me and she said, "Justin, come see me after after class. I got some words for you." I said, "Oh, okay." Yeah, so I went to go time. talk to her, <laughs> and she's like, uh, "She's like, well, what do you want to do?" I said, "I don't know. I mean, I, I'm gonna be an accountant because that's what my dad did. You know, no, 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 no. Your personality is just not great enough for accounting." Here's who you need to go talk to. And that name was Dr. Harness. Man. So let, let me I went right there, bro. Like <laughs> I will say, man, that 
taking his classes honestly changed my whole perspective on school and finances and everything. He's such a great professor. I hope he listens to this episode. I'm probably going to email it to him. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. And you know, it's, it's so crazy because I, I actually sent him a letter a, a couple weeks ago. Um, when I went to go talk to him after, uh, yeah, after getting his name from Miss Webb, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was in for. And really to this day, I don't even know if I went to that program because uh, Harness uh, was so good at, at convincing me uh, that financial plan is what I needed to do, or if he's just, you know, that good of an influence. I mean, it, it, it's so crazy to, to think about how I was able to join that program so effortlessly and love it so effortlessly. Like, I, I still think about that to this day. So when I'm taking his fundamentals class and I go, man, I need to do this because now I'm having those flashbacks and I'm reliving that moment of being at the base of those stairs and saying, if I understand the, the money game, the rules to the game, then I can help people like my family, like my mom, people that look like me, that don't understand it, I can help them understand it. And, and so that's what really drove me to be in the position that I am today is, is the events that build up to it. Um, and just really just being guided by really good people that you trust. So, you know, I, I was, I was talking to Harness, you know, I, I wrote him a letter, you know, because he always taught me that it's easy to send a text, it's easy to send an email. But when you send a letter, that means you're taking time out of your day. Yeah, I remember and so I, I wanted to make sure that he knew I was sincere when I say that my growth and, you know, the, the foundation of my knowledge stems from what you taught me, what Jeannie taught me, what Chris taught me in that program. That's all y'all. That's yeah. not me. So without y'all, I'm not who I am right now. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that's, that's essentially, you know, all props go to, go to harness. You know, I mean, that man never sleeps. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I will say, I will say that um, Harness never taught. I mean, he he did in a way, I think, in, indirectly, but I don't think he ever had a class on like soft skills or how to communicate with people. Like you know, a lot of his classes were fundamentals, tax planning, mm -hmm. you know, actual financial planning. But when I transferred to A and M, and I got into agriculture economics, when I transferred. Um, <clears throat> Just hearing him speak was what kind of changed my direction in life, honestly, to mm -hmm. want to understand how to talk to people, getting interested in soft skills and understanding that you can be however smart as you want, but if you don't have those soft skills and the way to communicate with people and have that dialect that, that's comforting and mm -hmm. draws people in, you're only, mm -hmm. you're only doing half of it. Like you said, mm -hmm. Your professor told you your your, your um, the, like who you were was, wasn't great enough to be an accountant, and um, I, I agree. But I feel like Harness really taught me not by teaching me like directly, but him just being there and being himself and exerting that. You know how how he handled himself it was mm -hmm. like, man, I really want to be a better speaker. I really want to be able to um, yeah communicate with people in a way that. 
makes them feel comfortable and want to do business with me. Honestly, it changed the whole direction for me. When it when it comes to when it comes to being uh, watching him at the conference and seeing how he handles miscues, how he handles uh, 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 things that don't go according to plan with grace, it's so crazy. And that's one of the biggest things that I learned from Harness was, you know, and it's so crazy because I, I didn't learn. It's not like I learned it at the time. You know, it's not like at the time I was going, yep, these are some good lessons. It's when I'm in the real world, I go, I, it doesn't matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter. Uh, I can have a Bill Gates knowledge. If I don't know how to communicate to other people that I'm this smart in a way that is trusting, in a way that is comforting and warming, I will never be successful. And so even where I work right now, it is a constant effort to work on communication, to work on soft skills. I wouldn't say take. I wouldn't say, you know, this is what we're going to do. I would say reallocate. I would say, and so you, you work on those, on those skills because they're, they're crucial. One word can be so off-putting to where you lose a potential, a, a client. You exactly. lose, you can have a client go rogue if you, if you have them tune out to where they're like, I don't want to hear what they're talking about. So it's like, you gotta, it's, it's so important. It's so yeah, important. I'll, yeah, we'll say that you're right. Like, you're not exaggerating when you say one word because I even catch myself at work sometimes. You know, depending on who you work with, especially if we're black men, uh, you have to catch yourself, you know, with how you say things, your, your dialect and how you come yeah. across because you can say one thing, one word in a sentence. I've been catching myself. You can say one word like, you know, y'all or just instead of saying cool. or something yeah. like that, cool, that, like that. Mm-hmm. and that can, Bet. somebody that doesn't know who you are in your background, mm-hmm. that one word can go from he's qualified for his position to maybe he, maybe he's not capable of, of doing this task. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. I was talking to somebody the other day and they was like, yeah, so we're going to figure out, um, you know what I'm saying? Where we're going to put this at. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I could, if, if somebody's in sentences with articles, that's probably not the person that I can trust. <laughs> if they don't know how to speak grammatically correct, <laughs> then, you know, yeah. what does that say about other things? Yeah. You know? So, but uh, I have a question, like, cause I'm not a financial major. So without like for people like me that weren't in that program with y'all, what like can y'all generally say like some things y'all learned that we would understand in a sense? Yeah. Not really. And, 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 and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it. This is it, this is what it is. You don't really learn a lot. It, it's so crazy because it's not that you learn. What you learn is how to learn. That's the crazy thing. So That's when so you're in true. that program, you there's so much information. You're getting three water hoses, plus you got to do some non-financial planning classes, and you got to do all the. And so what it teaches you how to do is be adaptable and how to learn. And, and, how, to, and how to be organized. And how to be organized. So when you do start to step in, to a, to a role that that is financial planning, or you do take off into another role like like Jay did, to where he's doing commercial banking. You go, 
I remember a little bit of this. This makes sense. I have the basis to understand what this is. And then on top of the ability to learn, then you have the experience from being in the real world. And that is where the learning comes in. There, man, a year ago, I look back and I go, you dummy. <laughs> okay, six months ago, I look back and I go, you dumb, because you're always learning, because things are always changing. There's new, I mean, just last year, there was a CARES Act, there was a SECURE Act, we got st st a stimulus, we need to know what, how is that going to affect us? Is that just free money? Doubt it. You know, you, I mean, you got to really understand how to be able to move and keep up with the financial sector um, and, and, and the professional financial planning fluidly because things are always changing. Uh, tax rates are always changing. Uh, limits, contributions, gifts, all this stuff is always changing. Biden's now president. So he has this whole tax thing. So does that mean that, uh, you know, that we're, we're going to have a reversal on, um, you know, what the, what the lifetime gift exclusion is? Are we going to have a reversal on the estate tax? Are we going to eliminate the step up in cost basis? What is going to happen? You can learn that, but next year it's a that's new true. thing. That's, that's so, why you said you have to learn how to adapt. You got to learn how to adapt and you got to learn how to learn. Yeah. I, I will say Lamar, you know, I'm fresh into it too, but I will say that kind of to piggyback off what Justin said, you know, a lot of people say, well, I feel like half people say, you know, school is really important. It is. And I feel like other half people say grades don't really matter. It's all about, you know, uh, just finishing and finding a job. I mean, that's true in a sense, but I feel like it's a combination of both. Take your school seriously because uh, companies are going to look at that. They're going to look at your GPA. They're going to look at the classes you took. Uh, they're going to look at all that stuff. But I will say, take pride in what you learn outside of class. Mm -hmm. Take pride in learning, like Justin was saying, how to be organized. Take pride in not necessarily the content sometimes, but um, maybe time blocking your day so you can do this class and this time, this class and this time, this class and this time, because that's going to help you in the long run. Pay attention to detail, <clears throat> not necessarily the details, but pay attention that you're paying attention to details in your work, because yeah. that's going to help you, you know, when your boss tells you you did something wrong, it's your job not to do it again. It's your job not to do it in the first place. Yeah, ex exactly. But like, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but when you see that detail again, pay attention to it and don't make that mistake again. Like you, ha you, you have one chance. If your boss sees you do that again, your butt could be on the line. Um, so yeah, so I will say take pride in your grades and everything, but really take pride in, you know, making yourself a, a well-rounded person. Because like you said, you know, we had a, a couple weeks ago, we had a, um, episode about goals and how, how many weeks ago was that two or three yeah like two three weeks you were saying you didn't want to write your goals down you, you keep it in your head two three two or three weeks later look how you've grown already you have what, what do you have now a whole inspiration board with goals on it a whole inspiration board with goals on this dude was just saying he never wanted to write his goals down at all <laughs> keep them in his head look at where he's at now 
see these type of things is that what I'm talking about right now is making yourself a real runner person because that's gonna help you in the long run. You know, like at work, when I leave work every day, I put a sticky note in my desk to write what I need, to, what I finished that day, and what I need to finish the next day. So when I come in that next morning, I already have a checklist of boom, 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 boom. This is what I didn't finish the day before. This is what I need to finish today. I do that every day. So when I come in the next day, I already have my mindset, boom. This is what I need to do today. I need to check everything off. If not, whatever I don't check off is going to the next day on a, a new sticky note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that like completely, like as far as like taking school series like a little bit and then actually getting the experience in like the real world. It's because like it's like hand to hand. Like basically, when people say you gotta be book smart and street smart, like you gotta have a little bit of both. Because if you just want, nah, you gotta be street smart. Let me tell you something. It's ruthless out there. You see, here's the thing, and 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 I don't want to discredit higher education. I don't because higher education teaches you a lot. But the main thing that you don't want to get from higher education is book smart. So one of the things that that um, Jay was saying that was that makes sense is you want to take pride in what you do outside, not necessarily your GPA. You want to make sure that you have a good GPA. Obviously, you got to have a good GPA, right? But you want to make sure that you do other things because somebody that has a 4.0, uh, uh, magnum cum laude, I'm telling you, and they got nothing in the extracurricular section, Man, they're they're gonna take they're gonna take that three point one with 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 the with the load of of extracurriculars because that's telling them a lot more. That's telling them that they're adaptable, that they can that they can they have leadership qualities. They have you know the ability to learn, they have the ability to, to multitask, to to take on more than just the, the task at hand. The task at hand is going to school and getting good grades, but can you do more than that and get good grades? Yeah, so. That that's that's essentially really what it is there. So, it you you learn from experience. You know, you don't learn from reading books. Uh, you know, when, when I'm learning, it's it's every day that I'm learning. I'm learning from what's happening with me every day. Every every client that I've talked to, every situation that I face. It, if I'm learning from reading, it's because I'm trying to update myself on a new act that came out. <laughs> I'm trying to up my, update myself on a new law that came out, so so I so I have a little bit of a, but I'm not learning necessarily from that. I'm just keeping myself up to date so that I can I can learn from the experience that that just happened the previous day. So you're saying it's not a fifty fifty thing. You're saying it's more you got to put more on the like street smarts side of it. That's- you got to put more on the adaptability side. Okay, adaptability. Okay. Well, he's he's not saying don't do your work. He's just saying to be aware of these outside factors that will make you a well-rounded person. Because I will say, like, just as one of the people that I feel like I'm a very outgoing person. I feel like I am before I met Justin. I was like, man, I can step it up a little bit. <laughs> 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 because, you know, he, he, he kind of, me, I'm, me and him were the two out of two of what four or five black people in our in our college, not a known but our actual college at a yeah. and no, I mean, I I probably would have said the only one or two black people. And I, did you see another one? I didn't see another one. Cameron, that's uh, over. Cameron, she was she's a guest on our previous. So. Yeah, 
She mm-hmm. she You're right. Besides that, I don't think there were any more. But what I'm saying was I had no connection with, especially coming from transferring, had no connection with anybody else in class. But I feel like we, we got along with everybody. And every different person was a new interaction for me. It was a new experience, a new way to interact with different people. And I was learning that. So now, like, I've never been the smartest person in my class. Never been the smartest person in, in an interview, I don't think. But I always knew that I was at least level with those people because I knew how to talk to people. I knew how to communicate with any type of person. I feel like that was going to take me longer than any accolades that, you know, that I could get. I, I tried to not work for the company that I'm working for right now. It, it's so crazy how it happened. I literally tried to push them away like, like a relationship that was too good for me. So when I was doing, so when, you, when you're doing the interviews, uh, you, you have your career, your career fair or your, 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 your interviews that you, that you have um, at a and at the conference, financial planning conference. Uh, Clear Fork Wealth Management, that's where I'm at. And uh, that's, that's, where I, that's where I work. And uh, one of the things about Clear Fork that day of the conference is that they were my 12th interview. I was drained. I was tired. And I just already knew in my mind that I didn't even want to work for Clear Fork. And I don't know why. I just was tired. So when I went in there, I was just kind of lethargic. I didn't really think about my answers. It just didn't go well. And they were trying to get me going. They're trying to give me some answers. And they're trying to spin the answers to where it, it turned out to be positive. And I got a call back a, a week later saying I got invited to a second interview. And so I was like, what? And so, how? Wh- All right, well, where for work? Oh, I don't know, man. But I went and I told myself, I said, if I'm going to go, I'm going to give this thing everything. That I am not going to walk away from this second interview with anything in my pocket. Because I'm going to leave it all on the table. Because if I'm going all the way down to Fort Worth, two hours and a half drive from College Station, I'm going to give them everything I got. And I did. And I was a unanimous winner between all the people that, that I interviewed. And I was talking with one of the partners at the firm, Sanger. And he was, you know, he sat down with me and, and I remember he said, uh, he said, man, do, do you know how you got to the second interview? And I said, well, what? Not, no, I mean, not really. Nobody ever told me how I got to the second interview. He said, do you know, when your resume came across my desk, I, I Facebook everybody to see what they look like. And when your resume came across my desk, I saw your name and I typed it into Facebook. And when your picture came up, I said, oh man, I know this guy. He was in one of my classes. Now, he graduated a year earlier than I did, a year and a semester earlier than I did. 
So at some point in time, and I never knew this, we crossed paths. And he's a bit of a hermit, you can say. He just rather just go, like, he doesn't want to be bothered. You know, yeah. he just goes through it, he does it, and psh, he's gone. So when he's over here sitting wherever he was sitting, because I never noticed him in any of my classes, <laughs> he must have been sitting way in the, I don't know where, he must have been in the ceiling. So when he was over here observing me from his mysterious spot, he said, here comes this, uh, you know, essentially, here comes this black guy with earrings on, jewelry on, Jay's on. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he is over here talking to people with big, giant championship belt buckles that they got from wrangling sheep championship belt buckles that they got from doing bell races and horses, okay? He's talking to people that are from rural Texas. He's talking to people that are from all, out of state. And he's shaking everybody's hand. He's talking to every single person. He's making every single one of them laugh. And the next thing you know, he's getting to know every single one of them as the semester goes on. And that was the moment when I realized that it's not about your smart it's about, do you have the ability to connect with people? And that's what he saw. He saw that, especially for what I do, I had the ability to connect with people. And I had the ability to connect with people as a Houston city boy coming into what I call rural college station and connecting with people that come from different walks of, of Texas and all other states and really all other countries because we definitely had some Hispanics coming in there and I was able to connect to them as well. So really from all over the world being able to connect with people and that's what he saw. And yeah. that's why they pushed to give me a second interview. And by me giving them my all on that second interview proved them right that I did have that ability to connect with people and that I was right for the job. And now if I had known what I know now where I would be, like if there was like two dimensions and I can look at where I am now and I can look at the dimension where I did push them away and look at the other dimension where I didn't push them away, I'd be pissed yeah. because I'm extremely happy with, with essentially the progress I was able to make with the foundation I built from A&M. Yeah. So you know, it's, 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 you got to just kind of know that things happen for a reason. You, you won't be able to control everything. You know, when people say, oh, man, that's lucky. No, it's not luck. The way to be lucky is by being persistent, working hard, being on top of things, make sure you don't quit, make sure you're always figuring out a way. Those are the lucky people. And I put that in air quotes, lucky. Yeah, just right? put yourself in position to make something happen. Just you got to give yourself <laughs> the opportunity to have opportunities. Yeah, no, that's good. That's really good, bro. Um, but I do want to pick your brain now that we got you on here about you know the finance side as well. So, um, you know, I just I've been out of college for a month, almost two months now. So I'm kind of fresh out. Lamar is actually graduating this semester, so he's about to enter you know that new dimension of uh, of life so i guess 
since you've been up for what year, year and a half now, two years. How long been two, up? two and a half? Two and a half. <laughs> yeah. How long, bro? You getting old, man? But no, uh, <laughs> um, so so for for um, a student, you know, it's been a student for the last four or five ever long years. What's one thing financially when it that you would say would be the most important thing that they should look into when leaving college, where it could be as saving money, or it could be as um, where to put their money. Um, should they get an advisor? Or I know you can go. I know some advisors do. You can go see an advisor, uh, like do like a prelim without actually getting a cost. Um, so my thing is, just, what do you think would be the most important thing? And then if you have other things as well, you know, be my guest to uh, express those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when you're coming out, you got to understand you're going to be broke. It is what it is. You're going to be broke. It's going to be a whole different world. You're coming from being able to, to rent apartments with other people. That's not as likely when you're in a non-college city. Right, you're gonna probably have to get an apartment by yourself. Uh, you may you may be able to get an apartment with somebody else. You got to get a two bedroom. Still may be double the price of what you paid in the college apartment. So your expenses are automatically gonna increase. Now, when you're starting off, you're not starting off as you know such a such a rate that's just blowing the doors off, uh, bl- blowing the socks off, and they're just I mean having your your hair going crazy in the wind. You're not doing any of that. Um, you know, so so it, it it's gonna be an adjustment. I think that's the most important thing for people to understand is that there's gonna be an adjustment. Once you get through that adjustment, and you can get through that adjustment with an advisor, you can get through that adjustment with, um, you know, talking to somebody. I always recommend having an advisor. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things to where this is what I do. And over time, what I realized is I remember I used to have this imposter syndrome. Like, I can't believe like, not everybody must know that. No, no, they don't. And I realized the importance of the value that, that I provide of just trying to help people reach their goals. So when somebody comes up to me and they say, well, what are you trying to do? You know, a lot of times I get, I don't know. A lot of the times I get, you know, um, you know, I'm just trying to save and trying to build. Fantastic, right? Because you're fresh out, you know, you're, you're, you're making money. Sometimes people are fresh out with high income. Sometimes people are fresh out and they're going to be high income earners. One thing you got to understand is that there's going to be an adjustment period. Um, once you start working, you're typically going to have a 401k option, um, you know, some sort of you, you qualified about- plan. Can you talk about exactly what a 401k is and what you should be looking for in a 401k? Yeah. So a 401k, all it is. So here's the, th- the thing. So there's, there's typically three different buckets, right? When we talk about all these different vehicles, they all fall in the same category of the three buckets. So the first bucket is going to be what we call tax later. Uh, this is also... Uh, the technical name of it is a tax deferred account. These are going to be traditional IRAs, uh, 401ks. These are going to be accounts that you put dollars in 
that have not been taxed or will not be taxed. And they grow tax-free or tax-deferred, meaning there's no tax implication on those dollars as long as it stays in that account. That account is like a cloaking device from those dollars to the IRS. The IRS can't see it. But the moment you pull that money out, in whatever year you pull that money out, that is the, the tax bracket that those dollars are going to be taxed at. So that's the year it becomes taxable income to you. Then you have the tax now bucket, which is a taxable account. It's just essentially saying, I'm putting dollars in here that I've already paid taxes on. They're going to grow with some small taxes along the way. And when I pull it out, I'm either going to pay some sort of short or long-term capital gain. That's pretty much any typical investment account, a brokerage account, anything like that. Now you have the tax never bucket. This is people's favorite bucket. However, it's a little bit harder to get into this bucket because it's a tax never account. You're putting dollars that has, that has already been taxed in this bucket and it grows tax-free. And as long as you follow some specific set of rules set by the IRS, when you pull that money out, it's also tax-free. But if you don't follow those rules, okay, the IRS says everything's off the table and you're about to be taxed. Yeah. So those are typically the three different buckets. Now, the tax never bucket, these are going to be things like Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, uh, you know, uh, interest from municipal, uh, municipal uh, investments or, or uh, you know, cash value life insurance. These are things that are uh, tax never type of growth vehicles. So when we talk about 401k, all that means is that it's an employer plan and it's a qualified employer plan. You're going to hear a lot of people talk about some, oh, this is a qualified account. This is a non-qualified account. The only difference between those is qualified means that it qualifies for a tax favored treatment. And that is the tax deferred and the tax free that I just talked about. Non-qualified means that it does not qualify for a tax favored treatment. And that's going to be that normal taxable account or that tax now account that I talked about. Yeah. So when you have an employer plan, it's going to be typically a qualified plan or a retirement plan, right? So that's what a 401k is. So when you, when you sign up with a new employer, uh, you're essentially putting in pre-tax dollars into that plan. And typically what they give you is they give you a percentage of, you know, you put in this much and we'll match you X percent. And that's now, investing, right? Say that again? That's when uh, the company vests? Right. So, so a, quali a 401k, you, you have to vest immediately, right? That, that, that's the, that's the, um, the provision set by it. You got to vest it. Now, there's different types of things that you can put in a 401k that does not have to be vested immediately that can go on a vesting schedule. These are typically going to be like stock options or you know, uh, stock, you know, uh, uh, stock employment plans. These are going to be things like ESOPs or whatever that that's what essentially that means. Employer stock, uh, stock option plan. Um, 
you know, our employer stock purchase plans or, you know, whatever you want to call them. So those type of things typically go on a vesting schedule, meaning that, you know, we'll invest 33% over three years and then you'll be 100% vested. And, you know, that's going to be the schedule every single year. Um, so, and then it adds up that way and it essentially ladders to where you're going to be vested. And if you try to leave early, then they have the potential to basically say, you don't get any of this, you know, so, so they can put some provisions along that too. And that incentivizes you to stay <laughs> and that incentivizes you to keep that money there also, because you don't want to pull it out and risk the chance of not getting anything. Right. Yeah. So uh, two questions. So with the 401k, um, or with saving plans, there are penalties to pulling those plans before retirement, right? And um, what's my second question? Answer the first one. I think about the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's essentially, you know, again, any retirement account, any account that has the word qualified attached to it, you don't want to pull it out before 59 and a half, right? Um, you know, because typically there's a reason for the qualification. And if you don't follow those specific set of rules, you're going to get penalized. Uh, and, and so you can have a 401k or IRA and the rules on that is you got to keep it in there until you're 59 and a half. And when you pull it out uh, before 59 and a half, you get taxed 10% uh, penalty on top of paying the taxes on it and all that other stuff. Well, a 529 plan, which is a college savings uh, or college uh, uh, college education um, savings plan, um, you know, well, that's a qualified plan, but it's not necessarily, it doesn't go by the same rules of you can't pull out until you're 59 and a half. It yeah. goes by the same rules of you got to spend it on qualified education expenses. Exactly. So tuition, books, things like that. If you don't, then be prepared to pay that 10% penalty uh, on the growth and you know, all this other stuff and taxes on it and everything. And so second question was, so for a young person, you know, fresh out of college or just, um, you know, their twenties or whatever, just getting started, do you, would you say it would be better for them to get a Roth IRA when rates are lower? Or do you think it really matters uh, if they use a traditional RA and IRA and um, no, did the opposite of that. Which one do you think is more beneficial? Or I've also heard when people will start with a Roth and then switch later down the road to a traditional. So I kind of just want to, I know every situation is going to be specific, but kind of vague, I guess. What advice yeah. would you give a person uh, if they just don't know and they, and they had to choose? Man, this is what I say. You know, one of the things is, and Jay, you know me, you say I'm smart, but in all reality, you know, I, I like to keep things very simple. I, I don't want to overexert my brain if I don't have to. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's just, it's very simple. 401k up to the match. It's, this is very critical right here, okay? Up to the match. Because if you go over the match, now it's wasted dollars. And this is what I mean by that. What I mean is, is that a 401k is not efficient. It's just not. And it doesn't matter which way you spin it. 
there's benefits of a 401k and then there's drawbacks of a 401k. The drawback is that it's not efficient. The benefit of a 401k is that you get a match. And so if you put in 4% and they match you 4%, that means that you automatically get a 100% return because you're putting in 4% and then they're matching 100% of that 4% that you're putting in. So that's 100% return. So you always want to take advantage of that. But if you start going over the match, now you put yourself in a position to where you're not being efficient. So once you hit 401k up to the match, then you start investing into other places. Now, I would suggest probably investing into a Roth. So what happens is that when you invest into a Roth uh, IRA, you're investing uh, dollars that are going to grow tax-free. And if you start when you're younger, that means as you get older, you have more tax-free dollars. And that's just beautiful. Because that means that every return that you have on that dollar in that Roth is tax-free. You don't have to pay any taxes on it. So if that Roth grows 20% over your lifetime and you just continue to accumulate to it, that means that you have 20% more free money that never has to see taxes. That's beautiful. So once you start investing to the max in a Roth, then I would say invest to non-qualified. But again, like you said, every situation is different. So you got to think about, well, what is the person's goal, right? So I can tell you right now that the way that I see it is 401k up to the match, Roth up to the max, and then investing into a non-qualified. But there may be some, some times where we may want to switch things up a little bit. We may want to say, well, let's invest into 401k and then let's invest into the non-qualified because we may want to have some dollars that we can pull out before 59 and a half because we just have these two buckets here, right? That, that we can only use at the age of 60, essentially. What if we need it before then? So that's the importance of tax diversification as well is to make sure that we have money in different places that we can pull out at any time so we also have to be aware of that as well so that's essentially really the way that i look at it it's so it's so hard to um uh it's, it's so hard to to try and get ahead of every single situation but in general that's going to be um that's going to be what you're ideally looking for and you want to keep it simple you want to you want to keep it simple because when you're when you're fresh out of school or you're you know getting into the into the workforce um, you don't want to overwhelm yourself you want to make sure that you keep it simple you understand and as your income grows you've built the trust from the simplicity of your situation in the beginning to understand the the now complex moves that need to be made uh, throughout time. Like Dr. Harnish is saying, your dollar today is the most important dollar that you have. It's going to be way more important, not way more, but you understand. It's more important mm-hmm. than the dollar that you have tomorrow because you can invest it today and have that mindset 
it's always going to be important to invest that dollar today. Right. All right. So I have a question, but it's more on like the business side of it, I guess. Like, so basically like what, like what part does like financing play in like building a business or like a brand in general? Like what does financing play a part in that? Like how would that work? Say that one more time. Say that one more time. How would like finances play a part in like building a business or a brand in general? Everything. Finances are everything. Uh, maybe I don't understand the question. Go, go a little bit like, more into that. Like breaking down, like say I want to start a brand. Like what's the okay. best way to go about that financially? Well, what, what brand do you want to start? Just basically in general, what this is our podcast, like what if we want to turn this into a brand? Like finance, okay. we like go about that. Well, I you, think I feel like I don't know the question right, but if you no, 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 I, I get what you're saying, and and I want to make sure that uh, so w- when you look at branding, right, and you look at you know the the role that finance finance financing or finances uh, play in that, you want to make sure that um, you want to make sure that it's a smart move. Um, you know, for instance, and, and because you brought up the example of this podcast, you know, when Joe Rogan was doing his podcast, he was just doing it, right? He, he didn't have any ties. He didn't want any, nobody. He didn't want none of that. He was just doing it on his own. He made sure that he kept it separate from being tied down to anybody owning it, right? Now, Spotify bought the rights out for $100 million because it made sense. So in, in the end, you know, when, when you're looking at, making a move, you know, business and all this other stuff. It just has to make sense for what you're trying to do. So the first thing to do is consult with somebody that, that, that knows what they're talking about. Right. So when it comes to business uh, planning, you know, that, that is not my strong suit. So I'm not going to speak too much on that, but when it comes to financial planning, it's about knowing all the areas of where you have to attack, right? So, okay, this is what I want to do with my business. I got to make sure that I have this business uh, moved outline. Once I know where all these business moves are outlined, now I got to figure out a way to basically move my money in place to start accomplishing each and every single one of these goals. Okay. Yeah, I will say like to go off of that too is with any type of invest investing, um, the first thing you need to do is understand what your goals are. Don't just invest and put money in something and hope something grows. Yeah, yeah. The first yeah. thing you need to do is understand what your goals are. From there, I would say with the business, once you know what your goals are, you have to know how you're going to attain those goals. Usually you're going to have liabilities. What? So I think the first thing is to look at your balance sheet. Uh, because income statement is going to come once you start once you start your business. First thing you look at your liabilities. What type of liabilities are you going to have in order to start your business? Is it going to be some advertising costs? Is it going to be some, uh, you know, do you need land or anything? Do you need a actual, uh, do you need some software? Do you need a hard place for your business to be? And from there, you can find your liabilities. But, and then from there, you can figure out what type of assets you're going to have and what assets you need. What type, what, how much cash are you going to need? Um, 
do you need any loans? Do you need some accounts payable? Um, or any accounts receivable? Like what, what, do you, what do you need in order to make that balance sheet balance? And well, that's a good way to understand, like say from your goals, know what liabilities you're gonna have, and what assets you're gonna have in order to make those things equal each other. And I feel like that's- I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you right now, that question, that's a J question. That's the commercial banking question right there. <laughs> okay, that's that's that question belongs to. Uh, you know, but as a business, if you start making money, then you come to me. <laughs> I know how to well diversify and put that money in places where it's gonna make more money for you and accomplish the goals as a business that you want to accomplish. Exactly. And that is what my ultimately. I say this over and over and over again. I don't care if it sounds cheesy. I don't care if it sounds corny. It's what I truly believe. I help people make great money decisions so they can meet their goals and live their best life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it comes to everything else, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about, uh, you know, people coming in and saying, what should I do? All that matters is that, you come, not necessarily to me, I was about to say you come to me, but if people do come to me, they don't have to know anything. All they have to know is what is your goal? And you don't even have to know that because we'll figure it out. But once I know what your goal is, that is when I can say, this is what you need to do. Let's start with this. So yeah, I I'm going to give obviously a lot of, uh, you know, blanket type of situational question uh, answers to to some of some of the some of the questions out there, but it all stems back to what's your goals? Okay, let's help you get there. This is what we need to do. That so, yeah. At the end of the day, that that's 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 really what it is. Um. So, what are some things that individual really at any age should do not really provide for themselves but to set them set their family up you know whether it's like you said earlier 529 plans or um life insurance plans having a will a trust what do you think would be some good things for um for an individual to help their family out in the long run no for for, for sure you know that's so that's so crazy is that <laughs> Uh, th uh, one thing that an individual can do to help their family out in the long run is, is be selfish. <laughs> it, it's so crazy because you got to make sure that your glass is full before you start pouring it into other people's glasses, right? So it, it sounds like I'm being facetious essentially, but in a way I am. But in reality, if you set yourself up to be able to pour from your glass, that is the best way to be able to set your family up. Because if, you're, if your glass is empty and you're trying to already pour out from it, what are you going to give your family? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, you want to set up 529 plans, which I don't even really like. <laughs> um, you know, and that's a whole other thing. You know, when it comes to 529 plans, I, I always say have a 529 plan but don't put all your money into a 529 plan because again it's only for qualified education expenses so 
you know, if, if you feel confident that your child is going to be going to a school that qualifies for educational expenses from a 529 plan, save a little bit up there, but also have some non-qualified savings because you never know what's going to happen. Like if, 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 if that child needs a car, can't do that with the 529. If they need to have an apartment, can't do that with the 529 unless that's a school apartment, which is going to be overpriced. Uh, you know, you, so, so that's one of the things also when it comes to the, the, the 529 as a, as a side note is, you know, you want to be careful with how much you put in there because I have seen people, their kid graduates from school and they got like $150,000 in that 529 plan. Like, what do I do with it now? <laughs> you know? So you, you just want to make sure that you're smart with how much you actually allocate to the 529 and not put all the eggs in one basket. But, you know, coming back to what, what can you do to set your family up is just save more than you spend at the end of the day. Um, you know, because you'll find vehicles to put it in, right? So, you know, typically what happens is that you're saying, man, I'm trying to say that I have a lot of people that come and say, what do you want to do? I don't know. You know what you want to do, mm-hmm. but you may not know how to articulate that. So I always... What, what I do is when I have those people that, that say that they don't know what they want to do, but they want to, they can't articulate it is I say, well, let's go and put it into a savings bucket. Right. And so that could be short-term saving buckets, long-term saving buckets, inner, inner, uh, uh, um, intermediate term saving buckets. And it's just a different investment strategy. Uh, so a short term is going to be more conservative. Intermediate term is going to be, you know, a little bit more uh, uh, aggressive and then long-term can be, really aggressive. It depends on the risk comfort of who I'm dealing with. Uh, and then you just want to just save from that point on. So it's figuring out, well, what's the time frame? Do I want to save for my kid or my family in one or three years in five or six years or in 10 plus years and then going from there? Gotcha. So always, always just making sure that you just save more than you spend at the end of the day. You, you can't, you can't give something that you don't have. So as long as you're saving up, then you'll be able to put yourself in a position to give from your cup. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, man. So that was down. I can truly say, like me personally, I didn't really have much knowledge of this financing and stuff like that. So that's why I was kind of like took the backseat and just actually listened. And I, I can honestly say I took a lot from both of y'all have like with these financing backgrounds, like y'all are very knowledgeable about what y'all are talking about. It's not like you just try to force, like you just do something in the air. You actually knew what you were talking about. So I can really respect that and exhort what you were saying. So yeah, I appreciate you, man. You know, and, and it's, 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 it's crazy because it's two different realms, you know, like, like if, if, if Jay tries to come into my, even though we, the same school, we have the same foundational knowledge, but if Jay try to come into my field, into my profession, it, I will mollywop him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it does not stand a chance. And then vice versa. If I try to get into his field, into his area, I don't stand a chance. I get my head bashed in. So you got to make sure that you understand your profession. My profession is financial planning. My profession is helping people meet their goals, living their best life, putting their money in position to make money for one another. 
Jay is a little bit more on on the on the corporate finance side, you know. So so while I deal with the personal finance side and making sure that that I'm helping people accomplish uh, their goals, Jay is going to be you know say looking over there and making sure that corporations accomplish you know the 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 things that that they need to do. So um, in, in the end, you know, there's so much knowledge to learn. There's so much things to learn. You know, that there's so much misconceptions out there that you got to be you know a, 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 a aware of you know um when it comes to free um trading platforms got to be careful with that you know you got to look at you know what what free trading platforms provide why are they free you know people don't really look at that uh so why people say you know should i do robin hood should i do all these other things i mean yeah, I guess you can, but just understand what you're getting into. See, I never like to discourage people from doing things. I just want people to understand what they're getting into. Um, you know, so when people start talking about, uh, oh, yeah, I'm doing Forex and I got a 400% return. What is Forex? And they can't tell you, it worries me. You know what I'm saying? Because now, now I'm kind of like, you know, you're, you're putting yourself in a position to get hurt, um, you know, and, and so you, you don't you don't want to necessarily do do that. <laughs> so, and, um, and I will I will say kind of how you were saying that, you know, our we're both in finance, but it's totally different. You know, with banks, you have this thing where it's called sticky clients, where. Um, yeah, it's totally different, but say we have a customer and, you know, we really value this customer and we really want, we don't just want their money, we want the relationship. Uh, we actually, you know, my, my bank in particular, we have a wealth management program. We partner with JP Morgan Chase. So if we have, if we have, <laughs> if we have a, um, a customer and, you know, they have kids or they have a certain amount of money and they're just leaving it you know, in, in a certain place, we can be like, hey, um, we had, would you want to talk to our wealth management? So what, what banks call sticky clients, that meaning is because if you just have a client that's giving you their deposits and having loans with you, it's easy for them to leave because banks only sell, like they sell, they sell commodities. Mm-hmm. Money's all, all money's green and everybody sells it. But right. if they have money, deposits, loans, but they also have all these plans with Justin over at wherever he's at, which is part of my bank. That's two different hands that they have. Is I mean, in a sense, it's just hard for them to move, and they yeah. feel more trusted. They feel more indebted to that company as a whole. So mm-hmm. they are different in how they work, but they definitely do work together. And it's vital actually that they do work together. Yeah, no, for sure. And and and. and. And and that's just really it with 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 everything. You know, one of the one of the, you know, when we look at our process, you know, we we want to talk about, you know, everybody does wealth management, right? And anybody can can put you in a portfolio that that moves in a positive direction. Are they going to do that most efficiently? Um, well, if you put me as the competition, I doubt it, right? I mean, I'm an upgrade from anybody. But in reality, you know, the reason why I, I, I know that's a fact is because 
we're not just looking at putting people in a portfolio to move them in a direction that's positive, get some positive returns. We're looking at, okay, well, how do we get the most return for the least amount of risk? How do we sit there and reduce in, uh, uh, you know, uh, tax inefficiencies? But beyond that, and this is where a lot of advisors, a lot of uh, other financial advisors stop, it's saying, okay, yeah, we got the returns. But what about beyond that, right? So this is where me and my team at Clear Fork, we keep going. We're not just saying returns, most reward, least amount of risk. We're saying, okay, but what about your values? What's important to you? How do you think about decision-making? Because once we understand that, then we can help give you all the information you need to make the best decision for yourself. So, you know, then, you know, after looking at that, we're saying, okay, well, what about your goals? What are some things that we can do to take some, some action towards achieving that? And then we look at aspirational goals. That's a step further, right? We're saying, okay, we, we got the goals down. We, we, we did that. We're good for retirement. We could, what about other things that you would regret not having done? And then we're looking at, uh, you know, continuity and we're looking at, and we're looking at legacy. And we're looking at continuity. We're saying, what is the legacy that you want to leave yeah. for your heirs or for the recipients of your wealth? And then we're working with the recipients of the wealth or their heirs so that they understand what this legacy is that they're receiving from the people that left it so that everything that they built doesn't just disappear in the next generation. So that's essentially, you know, so when you talk about sticky clients, you know, um, in a, in a bank situation, that's essentially the same thing that, that we want to do here is, is we're not just so saying, you know, well, this is, this is the money that you have and, and we're going to just basically keep it. No, we're, we're saying, look, you entrusted us to make sure that we grow your money and, and we've done that. But now what we want to do is we want to make sure that even after you're gone, your legacy continues the way that you would have wanted it to. And so that's one of the biggest things when it comes to us. And, and of course that includes a state, uh, you know, looking at, at wills, making sure that, you know, all the documents are signed, making sure that things move as, as fluidly as possible, but also making sure that they, they, they got an understanding of, of what they're inheriting yeah. so that it can keep living on the way that, that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, uh, we're going to charge you for that advertising plug right there. But <laughs> 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 and, uh, honestly, I was really excited for this episode um, and it didn't let me down. Justin, I appreciate you for coming on, man. It's always a good time. Uh, talking to you and you always every I feel like every time we talk I learn something new. Um so appreciate it man. Uh like I say it was, it was a great episode. Very, very uh, like we learned a lot. Yeah. For sure. And and you know the, the crazy thing is 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 and I know you're trying to end the episode, but but really the crazy thing <laughs> is, is that you know that this is really just the cream of the crop, you know? That there's so much more that goes into part two. Um, right. <laughs> There's, there's so much more that goes. Let me tell you something. If you give, if you get good feedback, I mean, I will keep unleashing 
more and more, you know, uh, 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 money, money, golden nuggets uh, left and right, because there, there is a lot that goes into it. It's so much more than just what you read on Google, what you see on TV and what you hear about. Um, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And I am the misconception slayer. I am here to d- destroy those because those misconceptions can really put a lot of people in a lot of bad situations or in a lot of situations where they don't understand because other bad things are whispering in their ear. So, you know, th- that's honestly, you know, people sit there and, and they talk about, you know, I-, I have a passion for this. This exactly. is something that I really do enjoy yeah. and I want to make sure that people understand that there is a lot more to learn than just number one what we talked about on this podcast but really you know everything in general so you know uh i'll let you wrap up well really really just kind of from what you said um you know i'm something i'm passionate about too and um now you really you really said some good stuff though because you, you might have to do a, a whole series of, of, of finance things because I remember we were talking about you know, I just texted you like hey would you want to be on the podcast and you're like yeah cool like what kind of stuff you know and I was trying to tell you but it's like I just yeah, couldn't bro. put it all in a text I, I just bro just do the mountaintops but I even told Lamar like we're just gonna do the mountaintops but this might be our longest episode there it is <laughs> yeah, and, it is just be, and we didn't even talk about much and we didn't talk about let me tell you something if if I would have talked about everything that you text me about which are the mountaintops. We exactly. Until, until the 12 yeah. o'clock midnight. Yeah, so we, I mean, we can always do another episode, another yeah. episode and go, and go deeper. Honestly, I think it might be uh, necessary at this point. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah again, again, you, y- y'all get good feedback on it. Man, I'm, I'm down yeah. to come do an episode. More detail. Um, more information. Uh, one of the things is that when you have, when you have a bowl, <laughs> okay <laughs> and you got a sponge okay the sponge can only suck up so much water before it just starts to float in the middle of that bowl of water with the with the water <laughs> out. so you know i i love talking to people about it but i always got to be careful because i will talk people's heads brain matter will start coming out of their ears it's if you like, just let me keep talking it's like so, the pastor when it went when the song about the end I got this. I got this. We got to stop this. So, like I said, we need feedback because, like, tell us what y'all want else, what you want to hear. We have him back on to give us more gold nuggets and just give us feedback because he got good content, a lot of knowledge, as you can see. So, he's just here to help all of us in general learn more about financing adapting in life, just everything. So give us feedback and we're going to have them back on here. We're going to have them back on here regardless, but just give us feedback what you want them to talk about. And we yeah. from there, so. And if you want information on how to reach Justin, um, we'll provide that or Justin can put a plug in if he wants to. Um, you can reach me at uh, Instagram O-G Ooh. Speed Yep. Racer. I'll spell that out for you. O G S P E E D R A C E R. O G Speed Racer. 
you know, it's, it's crazy because I was talking to somebody and about putting more business, more financial planning content on yeah. my Instagram. Yes, uh, sir, we need that. I think I, I think I may start doing that. So you can reach me there. Um, I mean, really, you, you can you can look me up. Uh, you'll find me. I'm here. I, I'm you know. What's your cash out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes, sir. So we're gonna be back. Tune in Sunday. Let's get active. So what are you about to do, y'all? We we gonna get active, like I said. Get active, man. Let's get active. Yes, sir. <laughs> appreciate you, man, for coming on. A real talk. No, for sure, for sure. It was it was fun. It's always fun. All right, well, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because Jay always be talking about some I'm out going, but he be he be he be hyping me up. He's the he's the hype man. I'm, he I'm be subtle, getting me going. I'm subtle with it, but I I, I am I am the the initiator sometimes. I do, I do, I do like to like to fuse. <laughs> yeah. So all right now, so until next time. Till next time, man. Thank you.